Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. This show, as always, is brought to you by First Lit... Oh, actually, no. Actually, it's just brought to you by, you know, everybody we're going to get to in a minute here. But... Got a lot of stuff going on today, but Arizona falls yesterday to UCLA, 75 to uh, 59, and I think maybe I fell a little bit uh, victim to this as well. Maybe my good friend John Schuster did as well, but UCLA showed us last night why, yeah, they went to the Final Four last year, and yeah, they have everybody back, Shoe. I thought Arizona was going to win last night. I did too. Um, But that wasn't... A detrimental statement to UCLA. Oh. Uh, UCLA is an is an excellent basketball team that we've talked about a number of times on this podcast about how resilient they are, how difficult they are to, are, are to beat and take care of business. I I think I, I think the bigger issue in in no way should there be detriment to UCLA, but their maturity, their game plan, their ability to execute it, and physicality. The physicality aspect mm. surprised me a little bit. Uh, and they were How in so? Arizona's mug the entire time. What I mean by that is, especially in the back, well, in, on, in both facets, actually, uh, back and front. But in the backcourt, what they did defensively that I thought was really problematic for Arizona is that they cut off passing lanes close. They stayed close to the defenders and, and deflected a lot of passes in the early stages. Right. Additionally, they got to a lot of loose balls which means that they hustled more than Arizona did, which is inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Although I want to make an excuse, perhaps a little bit later, that I want to ask you about. I don't believe it, but I'm going to ask you about it a little bit later anyway. Um, and, and the frustration here in the backcourt was that UCLA was able to exploit some areas that maybe we anticipated could be exploitable, certainly uh, Carissa on the defensive end. But the problem was that Arizona didn't counter on the uh, on the inside. And this is where, and, and let's be fair, there were a lot of problems last night. Yes. So when I say the problem, that's inaccurate. Let's try one of the myriad of problems last night was uh, Arizona's uh, inability to be physically effective where they appeared to have an advantage on the interior. Mm-hmm. And, and that is on Coloco and to a lesser extent Ballo. Coloco especially needs needed to be in this game somebody who could dominate or at least force two people to him and find somebody open and get open looks mm. uh, and that did, that did not happen he was not particularly offen- uh, effective on the defensive end which he needs to be and Arizona needed to clean the glass and did not do that last night there were a lot of areas pretty much across the board if there was an area of hustle an area of physicality, UCLA won that matchup. And as a result, as the frustration in this, one of the frustrations right, in right. this game, is that we expected, like we saw against Illinois and we saw against Tennessee, that Arizona was going to go on a run and make this a game. And when they cut it to eight with about 12 minutes to go, here, we like, go. here, we go. here it is. Mm-hmm. Somehow, remarkably, as bad as it was, Arizona was still in that basketball game. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkins hit two shots, and that was it. And Arizona was really never able to mount it. So cutting it to eight was an illusion, as opposed to cutting it to eight being the expectation. UCLA had that game at arm's length from about yes. the midpoint of the, the first, first half, half mm-hmm. all the way through until the end. And Arizona was really never able to mount a, le- a legitimate charge, and that was one of the 
myriad frustrations from last night's performance is that Arizona looked overwhelmed, mm -hmm. and that was unusual. I don't expect it to be the norm. It hasn't been the norm this year. I expect the Cats to bounce back, and I'm hopeful that as a result of last night's performance, the coaching staff can say, okay, do you understand now? Right. There are a lot of, there, there are a lot of teams that are going to approach you in different ways, and uh, maybe physicality matters a little bit. Right. And, and UCLA dominated in that and a hell of a lot of other aspects last night. All right, let's talk about Cologo for a second, because you correctly pointed out before the year that he was going to be kind of Arizona's trump card. He's obviously above average, so I'm not, not saying that. But against good teams, he's been kind of, as the kids would say, meh. Mm -hmm. He just kind of out there. The game looks a little too bad. It look, game looks a little too fast for him. Game looks a little too. Uh, he just doesn't look like an impactful player. He looks like a tall guy that can block some shots, and that's about it. One of the things that was on you because that's a relatively Coloco in those situations isn't. It isn't. It happens a lot, but it doesn't happen all the time either. Mm -hmm. Remember in the last five minutes of the Illinois game, he blocked Kingston, what, three or four right. times? Right. So 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 the defense Kingston, was there. Was and good. he's and he's a very um yeah, I just did that, didn't no, I? It was good. Son I like of a it. bitch, I, like I just that. did that again. Right. Like um that. <laughs> yeah, how many times am I gonna do that? No, like not it. the the basketball player, not the wrestler. Right. Um so but the basketball player's easier to block shots mm -hmm. for. Right. The no, wait, it's the other way around. Anyway, Coburn. For Illinois, that dude, uh, um, Coloco in the last three or four minutes was effective defensively right. against. Uh, and and um, so there are examples where Coloco can play good defense. Right. And even in the second half, generally speaking, Arizona played pretty good defensively. Right. But, you know, never could get on a flow offensively. What maybe needs to happen to some degree, and, part of the, and there are, you know, some issues that Coloco is facing— but at the beginning of the year, one of the things that I kind of wanted him to be was simplistic. Mm -hmm. He's your he's your defender. Right. He's your rebounder. He's the guy who makes an outlet pass. If you pass it to him on the inside, he kicks it back out. And you, right. if he doesn't have a dunk, right. you he grabs it, he kicks it back out before the double team can arrive, and you reset the offense. Mm -hmm. So maybe in these difficult games where we got suckered into believing that Christian Coloco was a 20-point-a-game right. guy, maybe you ought to backtrack a little bit, right. and perhaps Arizona should reconsider, okay, maybe he's not the offensive threat, right. but he can get the ball, and if he can force a double team, he can kick it back out, and we can find an open look. Right. You know, do something like that, and, and then do the simple things that Coloco was supposed to do to try to figure out what's to be expected in this game. He was bad last night, mm -hmm. and not Creasa was bad, he was bad, mm -hmm. and, 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 and especially, Riley should not be the best interior player on the floor. Correct. And he was last night. All right, let's take a quick break, but before that, I want to tell you about Get Upside. Get the Get Upside app is where you want to get everything where, you know, download the app. Here's the deal. Yeah, and then if you download the app and you get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill, fill up, cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump. Get the uh, Get Upside app. And since we are a college station, mm -hmm, right. a pro station, a college station, yes. you're going to want to put score. We'll be back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, with John Schuster. All right. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. 
And then I'm going to go on another rant that's not related to college sports. And the third segment, because nice. again, here's the thing. Uh -huh. This is a three-segment show. <laughs> right. We are about cutting everything into professional segments. You've heard us say, we are the harbingers of honesty. What are harbingers of honesty? One letter, two letter, three letters. One word, two word, three words. Right? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. You've heard that celebrities die in what? Right. Ones, twos, threes. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay? Everything. The perfect symmetry is a triangle. Right. The perfect symmetry of the Wildcat Sports Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, a triangle. Symmetry. Three segments. This is segment two. Perfection. Mike Luke, go. All right. Kirk Risa. Mm-hmm. Heard of him. Yeah. I, first of all, I'm... He, he's, he's done some good things, and we've talked about this all year, that you know what? He certainly is a guy that wants big shots. Good good stuff. My concern, and what I think we saw a little bit of last night, though, was he does a lot of stuff he doesn't need to be doing on the court, quite frankly. You know, the whole shh to, like, to the crowds, you know, telling the commentators where they get these officials from, mouthing off to the officials, dude... Just in my opinion, be quiet and play basketball. I have, I love the confidence. The confidence is cool. But this fake false bravado is one of the most annoying things to me in all of sports. You know what? I'll give you an example. When Jay, when Bear, and I'll never forget this, and I talked about this with AJ Bramlett on a, AJ on another uh, um, on another platform. AJ Bramlett was talking about. You know, about how uh, Jason Terry, one of his favorite things to do was when a really good player came to town, he enjoyed talking back and forth with him. He used Baron Davis as an example. That's cool. I am fine with that because that's Jason effing Terry right there. And you know what? He's not looking to do this against the small five foot six guard against Washington or with Washington State. He's looking to do it against the best players in the country. Kirk Risa is kind of a front runner so far in that regard, and that he likes talking a lot of smack to the Colorado kid or to the Stanford kid. Last night, you know what you didn't see him doing? Talking to UCLA at all. Again, maybe I missed a little bit of it, but I certainly didn't see the uh, what we've become accustomed to. That to me is a little bit of an issue, and more more so than that, you make yourself a target. Because you know what, if I'm Tiger Campbell, for example, and I don't know that this happened, but I'm watching, you know, we're watching this film, and I'm like. This guy ain't as good as me. This guy's, you know, out here talking all this crap. I'm going to go right at him. And he went right at him right there. And you, I don't, I've never liked the front runner attitude there where, or the, the, you know, that I'm going to talk to a guy who's a lesser player than me. That's why I brought up the Jason Terry thing as an example. That Jason Terry was looking to go at the best players and talk with the best players. And Creaser right now is, to me, is kind of the exact opposite of that. And I hope that he was a little bit humbled last night. All right, let me ask you a couple things here. Mm -hmm. Let's separate play from mouthing off. Mm -hmm. Do you think it affects his play, or are you just pissed off because it's an attitude that annoys you? Um, I think that I've always... That's a great question. Um, that's a really great question. I'm glad I, I'm asked it, I asked it to you, and you did not ask it to me. I think that it... Um, judging from what I saw last night, the fact that he had nothing to say out there on the court... I think it's a little bit of a defense mechanism um, because, you know, he certainly didn't look from the, the cocky, arrogant guy that we've seen. He, you certainly didn't see that last night. Didn't you? 
He still launched a. He, I, he I, took I get a that. bunch of I, shots. I get that. No, and I give. I give him that. I give him that. But the whole, you know, and I, I that part, I that part, I, I actually, I like. But I don't like. I said I don't like shushing the crowd. I don't like, you know, talking, you know, to other players because I didn't see that last. Off night. the top of your head, and maybe if there, there isn't one at the top of the head, because this is a, you know, an impromptu question, and so it may be difficult to have examples. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anybody who at one point in their career, doesn't matter what the sport was, was a mouthy little piece of crap who later matured and be- didn't become a mouthy little piece of crap and still maintained a level of quality in their play on the court? No. But generally, this this kind of this smarmy, mouthy pieces of crap generally aren't that good. They're generally the Steve Wojciechowskis of the world that, you know, try really hard and they're decent, but they're not anything above that. I mean, there might be some guys. Let's just tell you what. Chew on that. Let's take a quick break right here because we want to keep these segments, these six-minute segments, mm-hmm. oh, segmentalized. Oh, yes, we yes. do. All right. Yeah. So here, uh-huh. hold on. Let me get a read-in. Right? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, Let me get a read-in real quick. Mike here Luke as well. is searching for a very important Locked On Wildcat podcast read. Mm. He is typing in his password, a very complicated password, mm. and he's looking for the precise oh, read. Built bar. Uh, Duh. Bar. He didn't even need a read for that. You know who? You know who looked like he had a built bar before that game? Tiger Cam. <laughs> that is a fair point. Tiger. UCLA as a whole has UCLA been listening to the Locked On Wildcat I, Sports podcast? Well, I would assume they had. Uh-huh. I mean, they looked they looked physically ready to go. Yeah. They looked prime. Built Bar, I'm sure, is what fueled them to that victory. Tiger Campbell was the kind of guy, or his uh, radio host here in Tucson said last night in the postgame, over and over, Tyler Campbell. No, that's all um, right. I just called the other guy Kingston. So yeah, <laughs> I screw that, up, But that too. was a little bit of a, all right, Built Bar, make it happen. Bruno agrees. He just came over. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, go, Shu. What do you think? Go where? I got to get Bruno I, I food. Thought, oh, you had to get Bruno food. I thought you were going to have a second rant. Oh, no. But Isn't there going to be a second, second rant? rant's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, it is. Oh. We need to stay on topic here, and we need to be able to get through these segments here. This is going to be a shorter segment because the next rant is going to be longer. All right, I look forward to the next rant uh, and, and, and the brilliant tease that uh, worked its way into that equation. Well... Arizona's in an interesting position that it hasn't been all year long. Uh, uh, as a team that uh, maybe got its confidence slapped around a little bit, and I think it's a good opportunity to see how the coaching staff and how the players as a whole uh, respond to that. Maybe you talked about, and you talked about this in the last segment, about perhaps Carissa just being a little bit humbled and maybe not mouthing off as much. Uh, um, and I don't know on the court how well that's going to work or whether it's going to be some, something that takes place, so that's just something with him that we have to deal with. But Arizona could use a little humbling as well, and uh, maybe humility leads to a pissed-off coaching staff, leads to the recognition of a little bit more physicality, and that's what uh, Arizona is going to need moving forward. It's not a secret right. uh, that you know this is, this is a way that teams are going to try to approach Arizona. Illinois did it. Tennessee did it. Uh, and those were close games with talented teams, and UCLA is the best of the bunch. And they were more physical and adept in every aspect. And, you know, that was uh, obviously a problem that the coaching staff needs to work through. Now my question from the top. Was Arizona tired last night? You know Three what? games in five days? That's a tease for tomorrow. we got to sign off right here. You've been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. <laughs>